Hi, everyone. You're listening to Oh My Travel Podcast. I'm your host, Janine, a.k.a. La Wild Explorer, and I'm here today with our producer, Martha. Hey, Alita. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Janine. I'm <laughs> so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Um, we met like not that long ago, and I feel like we're like instantly like um, travel BFFs. And I <laughs> just love like your energy and hearing all about travel hacking because I barely got into travel hacking a few years ago. But I like I am not at any sort of like level that you're at. So I am excited to like learn more and. Um, share all of your tips with our audience so um please introduce yourself um tell everyone what you do awesome well thanks janine uh well my travel journey began really as a young child um but it was because of need not because i wanted to get into it it was just because of the way that we would travel very frugally as a family when we moved from Panama to the U.S. back in the 80s Um, and shortly after we moved back when things got settled down with our government and such but uh, my my mom always had travel adventures growing up as a as a kid in uh, Italy and they did it as a family but just very frugally at the same time so she Mm -hmm. learned about uh, points and miles early on so as soon as she would always just tell me about credit cards not to have a balance and how to use points and transfer them to the airline partners and she knew like those tricks so that got me intrigued so later on in life um, I came back to the states studied finance um, got my licenses to be what they call a stockbroker but we I became a financial planner and met my husband here. I live in Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, for the past 20 years, I've been at the same wealth management firm. So now we have a business that we run as a family. And last year, I decided to retire from that and pursue the passion I really have, which is teaching people how to travel for less and big travels for spending little money because I spent a good part of my financial planning career talking to people about travel and how to incorporate that in their budgets and their dreams and so on and so forth. So I would always tell them, well, you know, there's these points tricks and all of this. And so I help tons of people book honeymoons and like family getaways, you know, all, all pilgrimages and stuff like that. And so this is truly like from, from my passion. That (laughs) is so awesome. Um, Yeah. That's really cool that you got into it so early on and that your mom was actually the one, like the original mm-hmm. travel hacker. Right. It's so funny. Before the internet, before yeah. the blogs existed. And then I took it to another level. I didn't <laughs> even know it was a thing then. That is so awesome. Yeah. Yes. So for our listeners who are not quite familiar with travel hacking or, you know, using points to travel kind of in a nutshell, I know you've like briefly explained it. What what is travel hacking? Well, travel hacking to me and it the word hacking could have all kinds of connotations, but for me is really uh traveling 
getting the most bang for your buck and squeezing every point you have earned through your everyday spending by means of credit cards in this case, using those points and getting maybe two points for every dollar I'm spending or maybe three points for every dollar. And then taking all those points that you accumulate on a monthly basis, maybe with a plan, maybe without a plan, doesn't matter, but you're starting to accumulate them. And then it's knowing how to use them to get a good um, travel exchange. So if you're accumulating all those points to take a family on a trip to the Caribbean, well, that may cost a certain amount of dollars. But if you maximize maybe sending those points to a certain airline and learning the ins and outs of things like that to maybe get all a full family for half of the points cost I think that's a win so learning all the little tricks is part of the game (laughs) but um, using basically everything that you are already going to be accumulating and using it smartly so that you can travel big for less that's amazing Um, and you brought up something earlier about like your mom you know talking about credit cards and and making it a point like you have to pay off that balance because so many times I've heard people like oh I can't do credit cards credit cards are bad and I think it's kind of the way you grow up or the way you've kind of learned how to spend money could really you know make an impact on what you think about credit cards and mm-hmm. I mean credit cards are not bad they're bad if you don't know how to use them. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's so true. And um, big disclaimer to all of your audience, because of my background in finance um, and planning for finance, I often see a lot of people with debt and a lot of people that have been on the opposite side of debt. And knowing how to balance it and having the right, right foundation is so important because like you and I were Latin and we, my family always instilled that debt was bad, bad, bad. You don't mm-hmm. pay interest. You pay everything in cash. You don't invest in the market. That's scary, risky, volatile. You can lose money. All you can buy is land and buy your house and pay it off. That's how I grew up. And I knew there was a much better way to do things and make money. And how do people like you know, take advantage of these loyalty cards and go with points because my my stepdad ended up working and managing American Airlines in Panama after a, a couple of years. So oh, wow. we already knew there was way more that people just didn't know. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll sign up for, you know, a card and get a free T-shirt. And that's how <laughs> some people get started in college with credit cards. That's not going to get you any travel. Right. And so then <laughs> the next thing is like, well, you can get a no annual fee and we'll give you cash back. Well, that's not going to give you any travel. So I've gone through all of those. Believe me, I signed up for the t-shirts. <laughs> I remember Yes. But then <laughs> I went to New York and I lost my purse with five of those cards. So I was like, oh my gosh, no. Never again. So I got smarter. And then that's kind of where I got serious about which card am I going to get. I just want to start out with one. If I have to pay an annual fee, I want to get some points out of it. And then I'll learn how to use those points. So that's how I got started. But number one, you have to pay your bills at um, in full at the end of the month. Because every dollar that you don't pay in full, you're going to be paying 
um, more than 10% interest just to carry that balance. So your, your points that you're going to be earning is going to be less than that 10%. So you're going to be spending more on interest than what you're going to be earning in the points. So that's not worth it. And the other thing is, um, if you do have debt and you want to start getting points, cards, and things like that, I would work very hard on paying off that debt um, and then thinking about getting into cards. Because then after you get one, you then may start thinking about the trips you may want to take and how to start planning for how much do I really have to accumulate. And so then that's where we go a little deeper. So it's definitely not for everyone. Um, You do have to be conscious about what you're spending and not just thinking I can swipe my swipe the card to death Mm -hmm. (laughs) and not and not have to pay for it. Yes, everything you put on there, pay for it. But I would put everything I spent on there. And that counts for two dollars. Well, now five dollar coffees, you know, but (laughs) everything it goes on the card. Um, and then I get specific on what kind of cards do I use for certain things. And that's where the categories come into play. And which, if I have more than one, which one do I use based on if I'm going to go grocery shopping, if I'm going to go to the gas station, if I'm going to go dine somewhere, if I'm going to use it for travel expenses. So then that is getting a little bit more specific as to, well, which one are you going to be using the most based on your lifestyle? Do you travel by car more? Do you stay in hotels more? Do you, you know, everybody needs to eat. So gas and groceries is always a key category that I like to get more than one point per dollar, for example. Right, right. And yeah, depending on the different cards, you you have those categories that earn you more points. Correct. Is it points per dollar? Mm -hmm. Yes. So which credit cards would you recommend to a beginner who has interest in traveling, but they're not necessarily, because I want to say maybe a lot of our, um, a lot of our listeners, they want to travel. They probably want to use the points to travel, but maybe they're not traveling um, super often. Um, Mm -hmm. They're probably spending their money on groceries, gas. Mm -hmm. Is there a certain or certain cards that you would recommend to a beginner who is spending their money that way and wanting to transfer those points for travel? Well, I personally have two and I use gas and groceries for one and then everything else for the other. And they're two separate issuers um so one would be a visa card and that one just because it has the ability to transfer you accumulate the points in that card and the category you get double points are is um for example dining but if you go with a different card that's an american express that you get two points on gas and groceries. So that's that was my beginner card, which I still carry to this day <laughs> because it's the longest credit history that I have. And what's also important if you're starting out and you want to earn a, um, a you want to start earning points, you want to have the most options from the get-go. So you don't want to limit yourself to, well, I just want to, Um, I only go and fly Delta, so I'm going to go with the Delta American Express card. 
Well, because why? They're ma- Delta has one of the most expensive redemptions in points, actually. Um, so mm-hmm. that kind of lim- limits you. Mm-hmm. And the same thing for all the other airlines. They each have their own, what they call their own branded card. But that's going to limit you to just that airline or that airline's alliance, which is a little bit more um, uh, level two, I would say. So you want to earn a, a points in like a basket that could then go and you can send those points anywhere you um, anywhere that it's partnered with be, when you're deciding where you're going to go. So, for example, I'll use the Visa card that we all love is the uh, Chase Sapphire Preferred. <laughs> That's a $95 annual fee. It's it's really worth every penny i believe because when you're going to decide okay well i might just go and um do a road trip and stay in hotels along the way but you know i don't want to pay for it well a lot of people will say well i have um 20 000 points in my chase account let me see what their portal says well it'll show you kind of like an Expedia search. Well, there's all these hotels you can stay at for those 20,000 points, which would be the equivalent of uh, $200, okay? So meanwhile, you can, all, you can instead look and see, well, there's a Marriott along the way, there's a Ritz-Carlton if you wanted to get fancy, but there's a Hyatt also. So any one of those, you can actually transfer your points to those loyalty programs and then redeem them inside of Marriott or World of Hyatt or even the international, um, the intercontinental hotel chain. So that gives you a lot of options to use those points. And like this weekend, I'm going to Miami tomorrow and I'm getting it with my World of Hyatt points that I had transferred from Chase. Um, And it's, for example, 15,000 points for a $250 a night room. I think that's much better than using 25,000 points for that same room if I did it inside their portal. So there's two ways you can use points even with one card with the same card, but a lot of people don't know that looking for the for the flights or for the air for the um, hotels inside of their own travel search is how they want you to redeem it. But that's never the better deal. A few times it has been for very like inexpensive places. Um, but for the most part, anything high end or a little bit more expensive, you may want to go the route of sending the points from your credit card points basket towards the different loyalty programs. So they have hotels and they have airlines. But the airlines is my favorite. But I use them both. Oh, awesome. Um hmm can you touch really quickly on transferring points? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you briefly mentioned, so you have, say, the Chase uh, Sapphire Preferred card, um, and say you mm-hmm. have, I mean, say you signed up, you got that, like, the sign-up bonus, so I think it's 60,000 points. 60,000, yes. When you hit that, um, uh, that spend, I don't remember if it's, and you probably know, is it 3000 within the first three months? Actually, it, it went up. Four, Since you got it, it's probably gone up. Um, <laughs> 4000 you have to spend to get a sign-up bonus, which is a lot of the ways us travel hackers like to do this, For especially when we travel with family or we want to go on 
business class seats if it's a far trip and you want to be comfortable hey why not so you just have to know how many points you have to rack up mm-hmm. so a lot of those points you start racking up initially with the first sign up bonus so that means you earn what they're promoting oh we have a promotion it's 50,000 or 60,000 at one point it got to 80,000 i jumped in that and got it under my husband's name but that's a separate story <laughs> but you get you get those 60,000 bonus points if you you spend a minimum of $4,000 in three months. So what I do is I move all my bills and all all our spending mm-hmm. towards that card and then swipe it until we get to the 4000 And then there's other ways you can get to those minimums faster. But those are other, you know, strategies that involve gift cards and things like that. But um, that's, that's more yeah. level two, level three. Right? Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the potential. And this is where we start out by learning, okay, well, this is the options for some of the better cards to start accumulating. It's a great place to accumulate. And then you can shuffle your cards based on, you know, the other, the other areas of where you want to go and what you want to do with that. Nice. What is one of your favorite ways that that is a level one, nothing too overwhelming mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to rack up more points other than, you know, just that initial sign up bonus? well uh the sign up bonus and then there's other ways you can actually add more points without flying which i like um one is through the dining programs Mm. and yes so you can google okay well first we have to tell everyone it would be recommended that you if you haven't already just sign up for the United Mileage Plus loyalty programs and um, some of the more domestic airlines, but that are also international. So the one I would recommend is signing up for those reward programs first, because with that, then you can access what is the price in points for the flight that I am thinking of going. So Chase can transfer to Southwest, to United, to Virgin Atlantic, to Singapore Air, to Iberia, British Airways, and the Flying Blue team. So um, I would sign up for, you know, any of those that may sound like it would be something that you may be wanting to fly out of. Now, one key thing is um, I would not oversee British Airways because British Airways is what gets you into an American Airlines flight. And that's because of the alliance. So keep that in mind for Mm -hmm. level two. So what you do is, let's say you sign up for the Mileage Plus United loyalty program. Okay, you register for the free account. They give you a a new number. Then you you can simply just Google United Mileage Plus dining program. And so with that, you like basically just register with the number that you already got from that loyalty um, account number and you register your credit card and there you can see all the restaurants in the zip code that you're either in or visiting or staying or just trying out and you can see well what's around me that is part of this dining program and so if you registered your credit card inside that dining program website then whatever as long as you use that credit card it'll basically trigger the system to know oh Janine came and ate tacos at Mambo's the other day. And so she spent 
$20. So we're going to give her three times what she spent. So she's going to earn six. Yeah. Like three points per dollar. Okay. Instead of, and yeah. And that's in addition to what Chase would give you. So that is my favorite because that's stacking. So you earn one, like double dipping, you know, you get it with the dining point and you get your points that you would get from Chase anyways. So it also helps if you have an account, let's say right now with COVID, that isn't a problem because a lot of people before used to have the issue with um, flying. And then if they earn X amount of miles and didn't have activity, those miles would expire, right? Mm -hmm. So if you didn't have any movement, well, eating at a dining program of that loyalty, um, let's say United account, keeps activity going. So even if you added those um, 60 points you earned from the tacos, that'll add points to the account and it'll keep the miles from expiring. It'll give it activity. So it'll reset the clock for like whatever the, the, the program rules are. Mm-hmm. Um, so it keeps things active. Um, so that is one way, you know, with dining. That, is that awesome. you can add some more points. Yeah. And then all the, all the uh, major airlines have their own dining program. So you just have to register different cards to the different ones. You can't just double dip on the same card you register in all the programs. That's the only thing. Because they're all managed by the same pr- vendor or provider. Okay. So they, kind, okay. Of, Got they it. kind of flag that. But still, I would register at least one. And then if you have two, do it for the other one. And that. That's one. Um, another way you can add more points is shopping portals. And I made a reel about it uh, because so many friends <laughs> needed to understand how this worked. So if you go to, I like to use a website called evreward.com. You type in, let's say I'm going to go and buy some, um, give me your favorite uh, store. Ooh, uh, let's say Nordstrom. I had that in mind, actually. So you did. <laughs> I was going to say go. REI for some reason. And I'm like, I'm just going <laughs> to give you like a, a normal, like, regular shopping store. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, great. So uh, you go to evareward.com and you go and you type in Nordstrom and then it'll basically tell you in it's a consolidator website. So it tells you from all the places that are affiliated with Nordstrom in a cashback way or points way, who pays you the most and who gives you miles or points for shopping at Nordstrom. So it will tell you, well, if if you buy kind of like Rakuten or Ebates, um, if you buy using this link to Nordstrom, we'll give you an extra two, three, four, five points per dollar um, into your frequent flyer account. Or if you chose like the link that goes through Chase, then it's through Chase that you get the extra points. Oh, wow. So I, I, I yeah, it, that's why I made a reel. <laughs> Everyone go check out Alita's reel <laughs> at Experience Mindful Travel. <laughs> yes, it's called Shopping and Miles um, and then Shopping Through the Portal, uh, the Chase Portal, because if you're going to do it through the Chase Portal, then there's, you know, how to do it inside of there. Um, but definitely EV Reward will tell you, oh, go through, um, you know, this this um, frequent flyer account to earn extra points in that frequent flyer account. 
and it will tell you who who pays for what that's and then you follow that link yeah awesome and it's it's free that's you don't even have to sign up for that so that is another way to shop because you know even during christmas season everybody was shopping online for everything so i'm like well you need to do it through the portal so you get your extra two three four miles um and i have actually go i go the extra mile and i go and buy gift cards before I'm going to shop at Nordstrom because I have the trunk club actually. And so I go and buy a gift card at a place that I get more than one or two points. And I buy a gift card for Nordstrom and let's say I'm going to spend $150. Well, I'll buy a hundred dollar gift card and then I'll go through my shopping portal, find out who's going to give me the most points by shopping through the Nordstrom link. And then I'll use the gift card at checkout plus my chase card if I use the chase portal and it will give me credit for the entire thing. Oh, wow. That's stacking too. Okay. A double That's, dipping. Okay. Yeah. So as long as you spend more than what the cre- the gift card amount is, you'll get credit for the whole thing. Yes. For the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. So, oh my God. Mm-hmm. So buying gift cards at, at places that you get more than one point is part of the the trick. So awesome. Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, you've been doing this for a long time and you have gone on some amazing trips yes. with your whole family. Mm-hmm. So um, please tell me like one of your favorite trips that you've played, you've, you've paid with points and taken your family on. Um, well, I've, I've had two really great ones, one with and one, one solo, but one with my family, um, I would say, and that was more recent. So we had two kids at the time. So we did a 21 day trip around the Baltic, um, with, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, to meet up with my mom and my sister and her family with kids, toddlers at the time, plus my toddler, that's three toddlers, um, we were going to meet up in London. So um, we, me and my four flew to um, Ireland first and rented a car, a van and stayed in castles and some Hyatt hotels along the way with our points. We flew um, on Aer Lingus, which I had never flown. And that was, I upgraded mm-hmm. us all on business. And because the route I took, it only cost 50,000 points. Um, each and if you wanted to go in economy we wanted business because of the toddler <laughs> we mm-hmm. needed the space <laughs> yes and we had our other son um, go in economy he didn't know we were going in business but he found out later he wasn't happy but he went in economy with our other friends that were in the trip um, and oh. then from there we hopped to um, London met up with my sister did all that and then from there we hopped to Copenhagen um, and then Copenhagen, we went all the way to Russia, but by boat, and that was a 10-day excursion, pretty much. And then flew back to Amsterdam and hopped there for a few days, and then back to London, and then flew business class with all the kids. So all of that for 21 days. It was more than 10 flights um, with kids. It was nuts. So wow. Yes. I mean, that would have been a really expensive trip, but like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was paid for, was it 
not and then it wasn't entirely paid for with coins no and and this is where travel hacking i think is more of the combination of strategies because not mm-hmm. everything needs to be paid on points um so it's a combination of i use my points mainly for the more expensive parts which were the flights so the flights that were the furthest so from here to um ireland um, and then from the UK back to here, those were all in business. So I, oh, and then we got a free stopover. I forget which one of those countries. So that, because of the way that it was booked with the points, you can get a free stopover with some of the airlines and some of the alliances. Um, and then some of those internal flights that were like an hour or two, we just got easy jet. And <laughs> right, all the cheaper yes. um, airlines within Europe. I love yes. that there are so many <laughs> cheap Options. flights that you could get. Yeah, in Europe, I'm like, oh my God, just to go from like, you know, one side of the US to the other could mm-hmm. be, you know, a couple hundred dollars. Yes. Yeah. From me to you yes. is a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> right. <laughs> or 12,500 points on United. <laughs> I love it. You. I know by heart. Yes. At the most. I use United as my baseline because they are the ones that charge the highest in points, but like five bucks out of pocket. So if you could find it for cheaper than what United quotes, then it's a good deal, probably. Uh, Amazing. Amazing. My jam is United. British Airways. British Airways' hack is that you fly short destinations for like 7,500 bucks. 7,500 points. Um, okay. So that's another little, you know, things to, to look at beyond just the airlines that you see on the credit card. Because you're like, eh, I'll never fly British Airways. But you know what? British Airways, uh, as a European hopper from country to country, just like you said, if you find a country less than 600 miles, you'll get that flight for, um, what, 7,500 points now. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So depending, I could always hack a couple of things. And I went, the, my other favorite trip was when I went with my bestie to, to meet him in Germany. And I flew business solo because my husband <laughs> decided not to go because of terrorism. Um, and then I went <laughs> and surprised my mom in the Frankfurt airport because it was her dream trip to go to Santorini and Turkey. Oh, yeah. I love that. So, yeah. So awesome. So and you always share all this, like, really valuable information on your Instagram, on Reels, on your post. Um, please let everyone know where, where we could um, follow you. Oh, thank you. I'm working really hard on my content. So I take everyone's questions as inspiration for tutorials. Um, but you can find me on Instagram at Experience Mindful Travel. Or, or just look it up under Alita Travel Points Guru. And at Clubhouse, we're starting some um, beginners and level two and three to get to some higher strategies and mixing and matching um, routes and um, going all different one ways to make dream trips, you know, happen as often as they can. So um, I'd love for anybody to come and join and, and give us any, give me any feedback and and see where this takes us. Yes, I love that. I love that. Yeah, anyone who I'm, I'm so addicted to Clubhouse. Now. Yeah, anyone who isn't familiar, it's a new social media app. And then if you're on, please add Alita 
um, you have a different handle on Clubhouse. Yes, because my Instagram was too long. So it's (laughs) Ali Travel Points. Awesome. And we'll make sure to include this in the the podcast uh, episode description. So you could check that out and um, add Alita on Instagram and Clubhouse and join her uh, weekly rooms on Clubhouse binge watch all of her reels like I did <laughs> so I could so I could learn how to like travel like you on the uh-huh. yes working on Hawaii uh, thank you thank you yes <laughs> thank you so much Alita oh. for you know you know spending your time just explaining points and um for everything that you do it's such valuable info and so many people could travel more frugally with with points i mean this is all like you're already spending the money you might as well get the points for it exactly exactly and there's a bunch of people that i follow that i mentioned um that also give out a lot of good news so i put that all on my stories so that other people can find content they can learn from because that's very important it's always changing I love it. Yes. It's all about the community. Yeah. Well, everyone, go make make sure to give Alita a follow. And thank you so much for being here. And we'll see everyone next week. And that's our episode for today. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Oh My Travel Podcasts. You could find us on Instagram at Oh My Travel Podcasts. You could find Martha at Martha Gets It and myself at The Wild Explorer. Make sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. And as always, we'll see you next week. Bye. Away, a holiday, I wouldn't mind.